episode is brought to you by the Western Extension Risk Management Education Center, USDA NIFA, and the University of Hawaii College of Tropical Agriculture and Human Resources and the Livestock Extension <laughs> Group. Aloha. Welcome, everyone, to the Livestock Falaau, a podcast aimed to provide educational support, information, guidance, and outreach to our livestock stakeholders in Hawaii. We are your hosts, Mele Oshiro and Shannon Sand. And today we're going to discuss some different things going on in the state and some upcoming activities and updates for UH um, in this mini episode of our podcast. And as far as CTAR, there are no current updates. Uh, So if you want to visit the site, office extension, et cetera, please call ahead. Um, If you are staying there for more than 15 minutes, there is um, additional check-in procedures that you need to go through that's still in place. So do call ahead if you're planning to spend some time or visit with an agent or whatnot. Yeah. I think given the last couple of days, it's probably going to be for the foreseeable future too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a hard check-in thing. It's just paperwork that we have to do. (laughs) Yeah. For tracing in case something does happen. So, Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And then some other discussion about some other opportunities in the state, which I'm going to let Shannon talk more about because she's a lot more familiar with it than I am. Oh, I don't know about that. So <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to have just a general discussion of a couple of things. So uh, I know that this is a livestock focused one, but I do want to bring some attention to the fact that the Risk Management Agency, which is a branch of the USDA, has uh, come out with a new micro farm insurance. So it's brand new. So that's like really exciting. And so it basically covers producers that sell less than a hundred thousand. And it's ideally geared towards people that sell locally. And also it has fewer, uh, It's a little easier on the paperwork compared to a lot of the other options. And like I said, if you make a hundred thousand or less, it's a, it's a potential option for people to look at if you don't have just livestock, which a lot of people here have kind of diversified operations depending on the size and the smaller producers often have different, different needs and stuff. So it's really cool. Uh, it is, I believe an 85% coverage level, if I recall correctly. Um, but yeah, it's very exciting. Oh, it says it's between 80 and 85%. I'm looking at the paper now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this just came out from RMA literally yesterday. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. So it's an 80 to 85% coverage level without providing additional paperwork. And then it minimizes the underwriting and the record keeping requirements. And producers do not have to report expenses and individual commodities, which again, mm-hmm. is really nice because if you are smaller, oftentimes you'll have you know, multiple commodities and different Mm -hmm. things. So um, I haven't seen anything that says it includes livestock, but I haven't seen anything that says it doesn't. But I do know that it does include like vegetables, orchards, things like that is what I've kind of seen. But it's it literally just rolled out yesterday. So there's not a lot of information, but it's still really exciting. It's going to be available in 2022. So literally just around the corner. And yeah, so it looks like the closing dates on that are January 31st. February 28th or March 15th, depending on your county that you're located in. And if you're interested in learning more about that, I would definitely suggest you contact a crop insurance or a ag insurance agent. There are several that work throughout the state that are amazing. So yeah, you can get. And if you don't know who that is, you can definitely reach out to you Shannon can reach and out I. To us. 
the yeah. policy is called, it's a new micro farm policy is what it is. And we'll put yeah. the links to the information as well yes. in our resources for the, in the description boxes, of both the podcast um, and the YouTube. But so. given that a lot of our producers here are smaller, under a hundred thousand dollars, is micro, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, that's a lot of people here. That's yeah. most, it's a lot of people I know that produce even on the mainland. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and it doesn't minimize paperwork. So it might be a good opportunity to look at like insurance and yeah. have it because weather is so, has been so unpredictable the last few years that, you know, it's always a good option to have if you can, if you can yeah. swing it. So, but yeah. 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 And we'll, and if we find out more information about it, we'll definitely yeah. share as well. Um, yeah. in the next next podcast. Um, yeah, like I said, I think it's mostly crop insurance focused, mm-hmm. but a lot of people who have like s- livestock or smaller branches or like operations also have other other crops. So it's it's a good a good way to give yourself a little extra like risk management boost, mm-hmm. a little diverse not diversification, but definitely minimize your risks. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you said it, but. RMA is the risk management, risk management agency. Management. So yeah. that in case you didn't know what that um, acronym stands for. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> no, we always tend to do that because some of this stuff gets really long. Otherwise, yes, we're going to do more acronyms here. Pretty soon. Yeah. So uh, the so. other thing we wanted to talk about was another podcast that Shannon and I host, which is called Yay! So or So. I guess it depends. But we're going to go S- with So for here. We're going to. Yeah, it's S.O.W. Seeds of Wellbeing podcast. Yes. And it's a project that um, we both are a part of um, with a few other agents um, and faculty. Special focus, yeah. yeah. And it's looking at the well-being of our ranchers, mm-hmm. farmers and allied agriculture producers um, or agencies mm-hmm. and yeah, so it's pretty much for all of them. Uh, and yeah. one of the big things from that project is a survey or a needs assessment. And you all may have had uh, email come through from one of us yeah. um, that talked about it or seen it somewhere. If you're in HCC, it got out in their newsletter and whatnot. So it's the SOL or so survey looking at needs assessment and looking at stressors. Yeah, we're trying to determine what the stressors are, whether that's financial production, and even if it's financial or production, which part of the production Mm -hmm. or financial process is it so that hopefully, if we can renew this grant, like hopefully we can come out with some educational materials and things that honestly will help people, whether that's like you need information about like how to fill out grants or like, just, I guess, again, from my background, I'm always going to think that side, but like, you know, keeping track of paperwork or cash flow budgeting, you know, and from Melly's side, nutrition, things like that, that, you know, dealing with drought, all those types of things. And we kind of understand, you know, um, talking and conversations and we know, um, other meetings, we do understand what the stressors are. So it's not that we don't know these things, but we need to have the data Yes, to justify us, justify us turning around and asking someone for support to put on resources and gather more resources um, to assist our farmers and ranchers and other folks in and ag um, here in the state. This survey has never been done here in the state, and it's never been um, addressed to where we have data. There's anecdotal data to you know, which is what we collect as yeah. We we know we have an well, I should say we have an idea because we do talk to producers a lot and stuff, and so it's just. It's one of those, like, like Millie said, we really need like the base data so that we can ask for further funding and that we can create these tools and resources that honestly, we, we have a pretty good idea what is needed. So, yeah. you know, it a just week. helps to further 
prove that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a reference point for us to go back yeah. and, you know, um, and the data is what we need. Um, you know, data is power and that's kind of what we need in order to be able to, um, support these requests that we make for additional resources to support yeah. our farmers and ranchers and, uh, whatnot in the state. So yes. if you have seen the, so, needs assessment, come through your email um, or whatnot, please, please fill it out. It'll take about 10 or 15 minutes. We understand it's time, um, but we yeah. would really, really appreciate that. Um, and there are email. two of them, by the there, way, we there should are say two. that. Yeah. And it is done in multiple languages. So if you have mm-hmm. other friends or family that are in the ag industry and English is not their preferred language, we do have it, I believe, in Mandarin, Thai, Ilocano, I don't, I want to say there's like seven different, yeah, seven um, different languages. languages. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a one survey is for the ag producer and then the other yeah. one is for their Ohana. So, and please share it. If you have other, um, you know, family member members, it doesn't matter how big your operation yeah. is. We want folks from yeah. all areas of the operation and all If you sizes. have one animal all the way up to, if you have 4,000, yeah. it's, it's just good for us to know. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Um, yeah. And we'll put links of course, to all of that stuff in our resources, uh, description boxes and whatnot. So we really appreciate it. We're sorry. We know we keep asking folks for surveys and yeah. things out. But, we understand. Um, yeah. And I, we understand that may be a stressor after the last two yeah. years as well, <laughs> but it is important, especially kind of given the current and ongoing situation yeah. to just get that data and information mm-hmm. so that hopefully we can make requests for resources, like Melly said. So, yeah. Yeah. But onto something kind of exciting. I, I, I'm excited about this because I put this on here. So I just heard from a colleague, Dr. Stuart Nakamoto, what the top 10 Hawaii ag products exported globally in 2020 are. So I do want to stress that's not like things that are like within the U S so, uh, things that are like used in the, like produced here, but used in the U S cause that could definitely be something different. But I was like, I was like, woo, there was like two, two livestock products on yeah. so I was like, I wanted to include those and give them like a minute to shine. Cause I think that's exciting. And especially with our new guests that we have this month too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah. So the top 10, um, egg Hawaii egg products that were exported on top of the list. Should we start at the top of the list? Yeah. Sure. Is our cold water shrimp or bird stock. Um, 20 to and a half million. That's in good. That's yeah. big. Yeah. So, and believe it or not, I guess it considered an ag product, never thought of it as an ag product, but it is because it's very important in ag is ice and water, you know? So there's a few companies I know here on the big Island that do that. Mm-hmm. Coffee, of course, is another, um, number three of our, our exports, yeah. uh, global exports, uh, Mac nuts num- came in at number four papayas at number five. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That the industry is recovering after the last few years. Yeah. So. And sign. chocolate. Yummy. Yummy. And number six, our seaweeds is another one that mm-hmm. gets at global global exports for seaweed is number seven. And fruit juice. Yep. Number eight. And number nine, another livestock are bees. 2.3 million. Yeah. And, and I think number- those are quite a few of it is also broodstock, right? Queens. Yeah. Correctly. We're like one of yeah. the big producers of Queens. Queens. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 
And number 10, our plants. Yay. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. And this is global export. So, uh, yeah. you know, that that's kind of an eye opener. I mean, I think, you know, and local livestock production is ongoing here in the state yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see that some of the ag products that are being exported globally, you know, has yeah. a impact. Well, and I think a lot of the, depending on what the local, what, what the livestock product is, if it's like honey or, well, the honey probably gets exported a good bit too, but I'm just like, I know I buy a lot of it, but also like pork production is mm-hmm. a lot of times, I think most of that is kept in state is my yeah, understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the numbers to like validate that, but that's kind of my understanding. But yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Pork is, um, well, such a big product here. Yeah. Big product here and, and yeah. uh, locally, lot locally consumed product here. Um, so we don't, funny. like I said, every, I think numbers as far as uh, farms and whatnot, the last census we had was 2017, that the next one's coming out shortly. Um, and it'll be interesting to see those numbers because the pandemic really had an impact on a lot of our yeah. pork producers. So, and a lot of our livestock producers in general. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, we still ship out a lot of our calves to the mainland for fish- finishing, yeah. um, but with the opening of other, the other slaughter or increasing the capacity of some of the other slaughter facilities here. I think more um, finished stuff will hopefully be done here in the state. Yeah. Yay. And be able to be done here in the state, which is good. Yeah. I know that's a thing. A lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. people are really working on trying to get that capacity yeah. up so that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Continue to support your local livestock uh, producers as, as much as we can, you know, and buying local and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And coming up this month shortly Yay. is be our next full livestock um Vala Isle podcast. Uh will be released Monday, December 6th. And we are going to be talking with Dr. Bradley Kai Fox. Kai is what we call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll be talking to us about aquaculture. Oh, so cool. Of his exciting programs. He is um an extension specialist in aquaculture, working mm-hmm. with the Hawaii Sea Grant. Uh, yeah, so we had some very interesting conversations with him and learned a lot about aquaculture here in Hawaii. Yeah, um, it was so we good. Didn't know. Yeah, and made some connections with some other um, aquaculture uh, extension specialists that are here yeah. actually on the big island that Shannon and I weren't even aware of. So Cherie, if you're listening, we're going to be contacting you again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah get in touch with you. Um, yeah. And just as a quick plug, speaking of people we want to get in contact with, if there are local livestock producers that are comfortable mm-hmm. coming on and kind of talking about their journey to where they're at or where they want to be, we would love to just have like a talk story with uh, one or two of you a month. So if you are interested in that, please feel free to like drop us a line and send us an email because we yeah. would really like to get some local local producers on that would be really exciting yeah it would be great we've had People's- a few but like to get more i think in the new year yeah and just be- kind of share your story your yeah. um what you're doing and uh you know we can talk about certain topics definitely if you'd like to yeah uh and yeah and well, if you, we all, we will be reaching out to some of you. <laughs> yes. We have <laughs> but, some in mind already. Yeah. So. But I mean, if you um, are interested in being on the show, you have something to share. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it's just your business and whatnot that you're doing um, your products that you, that you're producing, give us a call uh, or send us an email and we'll be happy to try and um, get you on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So exciting days in December. Yep. Of course, our National Livestock Days in December. We'll let Shannon start off. Okay. So December 2nd is National Fritter Day. So I I don't know if anybody knows what a, I think most people know what a fritter is, right? I don't know. What's a fritter? So fritters are generally fried, which is how you know they're delicious. But like growing (laughs) up, we always had like corn and ham fritters, but there's fish fritters. There's just all kinds. Um, Basically, it's like a meat and sometimes like a corn or a vegetable put into a batter and deep fried. So that's how you know it's delicious. I'm sure there are veggie versions, but we're we're going to talk about the ones. I like the ham ones. So yeah. Like, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. So National Fritter Day is December 2nd. Tomorrow. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. And December 18th, National Roast Suckling Pig Day. I'm so excited. I was like, oh, that sounds so good. Huli huli, right? Huli huli. Oh, so yeah. yummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must I must say that when I was um, went down into CNMI and the guys on Tinian, Shout out to you guys because that was the best that we had, I think, I've ever had. We've had oh, yeah. A few. Yeah. It's so good. Nice. Um, I don't know if they're ever going to listen to this, but yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and of course, the, the big day in December, mm-hmm. Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Where everybody has some type of um, protein that's there, right? Whether it's turkey or ham or prime rib, that's usually in our house, you know? So December, 25th and December 30th. Yes. I did National know. bacon day. I'm so excited. <laughs> I right. Like, I put all the exclamation points after that. One. Yeah. I was very excited. I'm like national bacon day. So there's a few people here. I know on the big Island that, that make their own, that make their own bacon, you know, and Ooh, that um, would be an exciting yeah. episode to maybe do and talk to some people. Yeah. That make their own. So we should, yeah. um, I also really like bacon. So any excuse, you know, you're right. And then as we talked about aquaculture with Kai, December 31st is New Year's Eve. And that was my biggest question to him. Where can we get our best sashimi, especially here on the Big Island? So Nelha, you know, and whatnot. So we won't give any much more away about that. You're going to have to listen to our podcast if you want to know where to get your sashimi um, or some other interesting fish that maybe you wouldn't think of. I always think of ahi for sashimi, but there's other other ones out there that are actually really good as well. So tune in to that episode, December 6th. Yep. Yep. So thank you to everybody for listening to our little mini update of things that are going on and coming around, hopefully. So make sure to join our Facebook page, the livestock extension group, if you haven't already, and be sure to visit the UHC tar extension website and our YouTube channel listed in the show notes. Yes, and for additional information about this and other topics or comments, send us an email at balaau at hawaii.edu. Thanks for listening to the Livestock Balaau. Before we go, show some love to your favorite podcast. That's us, by the way, by leaving (laughs) us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then stay tuned for next month's podcast. That's right. And we'll see you guys all or you'll hear us all in the new year. Yeah. So, you know, mele kalikimaka e haoli makahikiho. Have a happy new year and a very happy Merry Christmas to everyone. Mahalo. Bye.